0: Amen. I'm going to come together for a Bible reading in Matthew's Gospel and the chapter 9. The Gospel of Matthew and the chapter 9. As we have been mentioning over the past couple of days tonight, we come to view the video. It's the deputation video for uh, the Boyle family who labor for the Lord in Mexico City and that video is about 23 or 24 minutes long and so i'm just going to read a portion of scripture and leave some very brief thoughts before you tonight and then we'll get immediately to the video and then to our season of prayer in matthew chapter 9 moving down towards the end of the chapter we'll take up our reading at the verse 32 and we come to what is really in keeping with the theme of the harvest, and I want to leave these words before you this evening. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel but the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest." Amen. we land there at the end of the chapter and may the Lord bless his word to each of our hearts this evening. As you can see from our Bible reading, the Savior was going from village to village and from city to city and he was teaching and preaching. And as he viewed the multitudes of people that thronged around him, it tells us that he was moved with compassion on the multitudes the Lord Jesus Christ who had compassion for the multitudes he saw them as sheep having no shepherd and at that point he turns to the disciples and there in the last two verses of the chapter it says then saith he unto his disciples the harvest truly is plenteous but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And so the Lord says that the harvest is plenteous. And that speaks to us of the great need that there is for workers. There's a great work to be done. And any time of harvesting or reaping, is certainly very laborious. It's manual labor. It is hard work. And we learn here the problem with the harvest was that the laborers were few. Verse 37, the harvest truly is plenteous, all There was a great work to be done, but the laborers are few. There was a great need. There was a desperate and an urgent need For more workers, we could say down through the centuries of time, very little has changed in relation to the great spiritual harvest. We could say that the harvest is still plenteous. The Lord has those souls that he died for, souls that will be saved, souls for whom Christ has died. And yet we could say today the laborers are few. But thank God for the faithful few. Thank God for the laborers in the Lord's harvest field. And here you can see in verse 38, there's a harvest prayer. It's a good prayer to pray at any time, but when we think of our harvest time, the verse says, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And you notice with that harvest prayer that it's not a prayer just to bless the faithful few. It's not a prayer to bless the few that are laborers, that they would be able to hold the uh, whole responsibility themselves and that they would bear the weight of the work themselves. That wasn't the prayer. The prayer was that there would be more laborers, that the Lord of the harvest would send forth more laborers into his harvest field. And when you look at verse 38, you can see The particular point in the prayer here that it would be the Lord himself who would send forth the laborers because he's the Lord of the harvest he's the one who is sovereign he's the one who is over all and we're praying to the Lord of the harvest that he he will send forth those laborers more laborers Additional laborers. And you can see from verse 38 in this prayer that those laborers are going to be chosen by the Lord himself. He's the Lord of the harvest, and he will send forth those laborers, and so they will be individuals who are chosen by the Lord for service. That's what our brother The Reverend Boyle was bringing before us last evening from the book of the Acts and the chapter 13. And there in chapter 13 and the verse 2, it says, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And it was the Holy Ghost who was doing the separating, separating them for the work which the Lord had called them to. And so that harvest prayer and that prayer for laborers is that they would be laborers chosen by the Lord and called by the Lord and commissioned by the Lord. The prayer is that he will send forth laborers into his harvest those words there, send forth, it means to thrust forth. It means to push forth or, or to drive forth. And it's the Lord who alone can do that. The Lord who can separate those individuals that they will labor for him and that the Lord will call them and empower them and commission them and he will send them forth, he'll drive them forward, he'll thrust them out into his harvest field, the place where the Lord would have them to serve him. And so our harvest prayer tonight as we come a little later to our season of prayer we can pray for laborers that will be empowered by the Lord to go forth and to serve the Lord, the Lord of the harvest, and the Lord who is able to give the increase and the Lord who is able to grant to us that harvest of souls, individuals who were sent forth by the Lord to labor in his harvest field. The Reverend Jason Boyle, his wife Danielle, and their boys Caleb and Jonathan, the Lord has separated them for that work. And the Lord has called them to that work. We believe the Lord has sent them forth. It's not a matter of just the church sending them forth. The Lord has sent them forth. And may they know what it is to be empowered by the Lord for that service the harvest prayer pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest may the Lord bless these few thoughts to our hearts this evening and we're going to come now to test the uh, technology that it's going to work uh, with the video and so we trust that the video will work now thank you
1: Jason and Danielle Boyle arrived in Mexico in July of 2010. Before starting their ministry, they studied Spanish at the local university. During this stage, the Lord in His providence brought some people together, and they were able to hold their first church service on January 1, 2012, in their home. They started with 13 people and met in their home for nine months. During that time, the Lord began to bless the church in an amazing way. People started coming. Some were saved, while others were thankful to have found a church with sound doctrine. In the first year, the Lord gave them a foundation to build on, a core group of people that were saved, that the Lord was sanctifying, and that was committed to the work of the church after nine months they moved their meeting place to a rented garage with two additional rooms that were made into a kitchen and a children's room they stayed in this location for almost nine years during those beginning years they focused on teaching the people almost all of whom were new christians or christians coming from churches with false doctrine they focused on studying doctrine worship and church government THE LORD BLESSED AND CONTINUED TO TEACH THE PEOPLE, AS WELL AS BRING IN FAMILY MEMBERS AND OTHERS TO BE SAVED, BAPTIZED AND FORM PART OF THE CHURCH. AROUND THE TIME WHEN THE CHURCH MOVED ITS MEETING PLACE, THEY BEGAN SUNDAY SCHOOL FOR ADULTS AND CHILDREN. THE CHILDREN'S SUNDAY SCHOOL IS A FIVE-YEAR PROGRAM WHICH HAS GRADUATED TWO GROUPS OF CHILDREN WHO ARE NOW YOUNG ADULTS AND ADULTS IN THE CHURCH. Currently, they have a Sunday school for ages 2 through 10 with about 10 children, which they hope to split into two classes when there is space to allow for it. The church ran a vacation Bible school for seven years, which was a great opportunity to connect with the community and establish a local presence in the neighborhood. The majority of the children in attendance throughout the years of VBS were from unbelieving families in the neighborhood, AND SOME YEARS THERE WERE UP TO 60 CHILDREN. OVER THE YEARS THE LORD CONTINUED TO BLESS AND WITH ITS UPS AND DOWNS THE CHURCH GREW SLOWLY AND steadily. IN FEBRUARY OF 2017, JUST AFTER THE CHURCH'S FIVE-YEAR ANNIVERSARY, THE CHURCH WAS CONSTITUTED AND JASON WAS ORDAINED AS THE PASTOR. IT WAS A TIME OF MUCH BLESSING AND REFLECTION ON HOW THE LORD HAD WORKED IN THE CHURCH and brought it to the point of constitution. It was a joyful and emotional service for all. The Church welcomed twenty-three founding members that day, and enjoyed the presence of representatives of the North American Presbytery. Since that time, the Church has elected five deacons, who are a tremendous blessing to their pastor and Church. Even though in the years following the Church went through some times of tribulation and difficulty, The Lord has sustained His work in His grace. Throughout the years, more than 25 people have been baptized and members continue to be added to the church. The Lord has been very good, and the church currently has a regular attendance of 80 to 85 people. In July 2021, the church moved to a new location that continues to require much work to make it usable but does provide the church with more space. In January 2022, the church celebrated its 10-year anniversary. A common theme recently among the new congregants who have come from previous churches is that of spiritual abuse at the hands of false teachers. Many people have had to unlearn some bizarre teachings and start from scratch, constructing their lives upon the solid Word of God— The Lord has graciously allowed many people to pass through the church's doors and make themselves a part of their church community. Each has their own story, which is precious to our Savior.
2: Mariana is a young lady of 17 who was far from the Lord in her early teenage years. She attended with her family, but was very rebellious and resistant to the Lord and his word. During the pandemic, when she was 15, The Lord saved her after hearing the preaching of the word one Sunday. From that point on, there was a remarkable change in her attitude and her desire to be in God's house and God's word. She travels two hours each way in public transportation with her mom and brother every Sunday to attend church. When the Lord saved her, she began praying in the prayer meetings and everybody was thrilled by the change in her life. Last year, in one of her public school classes, the teacher was assigning topics for a debate and asked the class if anyone was against homosexuality. Only Mariana raised her hand. So the teacher told her that she would take the side of the debate against homosexuality and that she, the teacher, would take the opposing side. Mariana began preparing for the debate and asked the church for prayers, since she was very nervous. The church prayed for God's grace, and the young people of the church set up a mock debate to help her prepare. The Lord gave much grace during the debate and answered prayer as well in giving Mariana opportunity to share the gospel. After the debate, the teacher asked if she would stay on after the class and then expressed to her that she had never heard anyone defend their position so clearly and asked her questions about the gospel. God gave Mariana grace to share the gospel with her teacher in that moment, as well as with another classmate who sought her out after the debate. We're so thankful for the Lord's work in her life and pray that she will continue to grow in Him. She helps in the children's Sunday school and hopes to be a Sunday school teacher one day. Angel is an 11-year-old boy that has been in the church since he was three. His mother, who is a single mom, attended off and on in the early years of the church. Angel would throw a temper tantrum any time his mom tried to bring him to children's Sunday school since he associated with his regular public school. After many months of this, Danielle was able to bring him into the Sunday school room and, and hold him while he cried, and eventually, for the first time, he began listening and participating. After the class, he very sweetly thanked Danielle for helping him to be in the class. Ever since that day, he has been a most attentive Sunday school student. However, there were still reports from his mom that he was very difficult at home and at school. During the pandemic, when he was nine years old, Danielle encouraged him and the other children to continue on with their Bible readings and memorizing the children's catechism. Danielle got extra copies of the eight-book series that is used in the Sunday school program so that she could lend each child a book, and when they would finish, they would trade it in for the next one. Angel excelled in this area, and as a byproduct, his mom has learned much basic Bible knowledge as well. She gave testimony that during the pandemic something changed in him It was a heart change that filtered down to all areas of his home life and school life. God in his grace reached down and used the truths and doctrines from the Bible reading and catechism to change this boy's heart. Even surprised Daniel of a Zoom call by memorizing the last chunk of the catechism questions way before schedule. Each family in the church has their own story and we're thankful for the Lord's work in each one. Pray that the Lord will continue to bring his people into the church, and that they would receive the teaching and love that they need to grow
1: in him for his glory. The Lord has given many opportunities for ministry within the church over the years. Besides Sunday School and VBS, for years the church has had men's and women's meetings. Even pre-pandemic, many would participate by listening to an audio recording of the meetings because the largeness of the city and the traffic made it impossible for them to come out to a meeting during the week. For eight years, the church hosted a women's conference where women from sister churches in other states and other local churches would attend. For many years, the church had youth meetings as well. And in the Lord's grace, many young people continue to grow in the Lord and are committed to the local church. There is a great burden in the church for them, that the Lord would protect them and raise them up as leaders of the next generation for His name. There was an annual youth camp for three years that began in 2017 for the youth of the church and those of the sister churches in Mexico. As in any country, the young people are being attacked and influenced by the world, Pray that they will grow in their faith and that they would form friendships and relationships with other Christians their age. There are five deacons in the church who have been a great help in the last few years. They have taken on many responsibilities and have enjoyed their service to the local church. There is also a group of men that have met together as part of an elder training program. This is one of the local church's biggest needs, that the Lord would raise up men to come alongside Jason and serve as elders in the church. Some men who make up that group are coming along well, and we pray that in the near future, the church would have the blessing of electing elders. One of those men who has studied for many years with Jason is Ruben, who is a 25-year-old deacon that has been in the church since almost the very beginning. The Lord saved him and has called him to the ministry. He has been studying for a few years and in 2021 began taking seminary courses. He is also translating some of the Geneva Reformed seminary courses into Spanish and is doing some preaching in the church. Pray that the Lord would protect him and help him to grow spiritually so that one day he can go out and be used in the pastoral ministry. Pablo is another man who is called to the ministry and began his seminary work in GRS in the fall of 2022. He has a heart for the people and a desire to serve the Lord in the Free Presbyterian Church. Please pray for his preparations and as he begins to preach in the church. One of the things that the Lord has done over these ten years in the church is something completely unexpected— He has opened the door for ministry, not just in the local church, but also with men and churches who have joined and want to be part of the Free Presbyterian denomination. Throughout these years, pastors and men have contacted Jason wanting to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church. Over time, relationships have been established, both formal and informal. These relationships start out with visits to their churches to get to know them— And if there is continued interest, there are subsequent trips to encourage and teach on the FBC distinctives. Many contacts have been made and developed, and even today there continues to be new interest where contact and teaching is in the beginning stages. Lalo Peña is pastor of a church in Cordova, Veracruz, which is about four and a half hours east of Mexico City. Jason met him through contact with another pastor in 2014 and has enjoyed fellowship with him since that time. In that same year, he came under care of the North American Presbytery and over the years took Geneva Reformed Seminary courses, which Jason proctors. He has been licensed by the Presbytery and is preparing for ordination and the future constitution of his church. Lalo was pastor in a large charismatic church, but came out of that movement when he learned the doctrines of grace and began a small reformed church about seven years ago. Pray for Lalo and his family and church that the Lord will bless with growth and allow many years serving him in Mexico. Ramon Sosa is pastor in the Dominican Republic who contacted Jason in 2016 with an interest in joining our denomination. He came under care of the presbytery that year, and has recently finished his courses from Geneva Reformed Seminary and been licensed, and is preparing his church for constitution within our denomination and for his ordination, Lord willing. He is a four-hour or so plane ride away, but Jason has been able to visit him six times. Praise the Lord for what he's doing even in other Latin American countries. Jair Aguilar is a young man that Jason met eight years ago at a conference and the friendship continued over the years, especially when he started a church five years ago in the state of Puebla. Jason has preached for them and taught on the doctrines of grace, Presbyterian church government, and Free Presbyterian distinctives. They have come under the supervision of the Mexico City Church as a mission church, and Jair has begun his seminary training with Jason proctoring his courses. The Mexico City Church has a special link with this church in Tehuacan. As Melisette, a young lady from Mexico City who attended the church from the very first Sunday, was baptized in the church, became a beloved Sunday school teacher for the children and was a founding member, married Jair in 2019. She is an English teacher and is currently helping by translating GRS seminary courses. Another man who has joined with Jason and the Mexico City work is Wenceslao, whom Jason met in the same conference years ago where he met Jair. He lives and ministers in Halpan de Serra, Querétaro, and is teaching his church the Doctrines of Grace and Presbyterian Church Government. He is continuing his seminary training with Jason proctoring his courses. Wenceslao's brother-in-law, Pepe, lives in Axla, San Luis Potosí, and is also striving to teach his church sound doctrine and what the denomination believes. Pepe is continuing his seminary training with Jason proctoring his courses. Together with these five men, Jason's desire is that the Lord would raise up a Mexican Free Presbyterian denomination— with the desire to reach out to other Latin American countries as well. The pastors have begun meeting twice a year for a week of prayer and to plan, and are seeking the Lord's guidance for wisdom and how to move forward. Another opportunity that opened up a couple of years ago is in Soconsotla, Puebla. Miguel is an indigenous preacher who is interested in learning sound doctrine and is looking for the Lord's leading. Juan, a pastor of a charismatic church in a village just 15 minutes away from Soconxotla, has also recently expressed an interest in learning Reformed doctrine and being taught. The native language in these villages is Totonaco, and so, although these men do speak Spanish, their education is more difficult. Sarai, a single lady from the Mexico City Church, moved to Soconxotla in 2021 and has begun to minister to the women and children there. A visit in March 2021 provided them with encouragement and teaching materials, and in the summer of 2022, the Mexico City Church sent an evangelistic team during a medical campaign. Pray for wisdom in regards to how the Lord would work in Soconxotla. These many opportunities are one of the most exciting things happening in the ministry in Mexico. The Boyles are focused on the local church and what the Lord is doing there, but he has also opened up these doors of opportunity in Mexico and Latin America for fellowship and for working together with sister churches. It has been a great blessing, especially in the area of fellowship, since the Mexico City Church is the first free Presbyterian church in Mexico and in all of Latin America, The work is separated from its sister churches in North America, Ulster, and Nepal by distance, culture, and language. But the Lord has brought fellowship with these more local brethren and their churches, which has been a great encouragement. The Mexico City Church serves as a hub of fellowship and teaching for these other churches. These opportunities in fellowship with these sister churches, along with the opportunities for church plants, showed the great need for laborers. The Boyles are praising the Lord that there are a few men studying the seminary courses that Jason proctors, as well as a few more that have shown interest. In 2021, Jason began to teach seminary-type courses in Spanish, starting with a homiletics class with 16 men from all over the country, and, Lord willing, will be continuing with biblical theology and other courses afterwards. Long-term, there is a need for a seminary. That is beyond the scope of possibility currently, as there is simply not enough time and resources to develop it. Geneva Reformed seminary courses are being translated for the men, and also some courses are being adapted as necessary according to the materials that are available in Spanish. Laborers and materials are needed to start a seminary in the future." this is the vision for the future of the work in mexico pray for the lord to raise up men to plant churches both in the city and in other parts of mexico and that he will guide in the formation of a mexican presbytery a mexican free presbyterian church so that his name is glorified the lord is doing a work in mexico and in all of latin america people are hungry for sound doctrine hungry for stable and solid biblical churches. Pray that the Lord would use the work in Mexico City to meet those needs. Pray that the Lord would first of all raise up men in the local church in Mexico City, that He would raise up elders for the work. But then also pray that the Lord would send men out to plant churches, that the formation of a Mexican presbytery would go smoothly with these men who have joined with the work and with others, who have been in contact and are interested. The door is wide open, and the need is great. The church began by meeting in the Boyles' home. Then, after the first nine months, they moved to the location where they met for the next nine years. Thankfully, a year ago, they moved to a slightly bigger place that will accommodate their growing congregation— but they are still in need of a permanent place to meet, a place that will work for them long-term as they grow and minister in Mexico City. Their current location has a roof that creates a greenhouse effect, and even with eight or nine fans going every Sunday, the heat causes a serious problem. The rainy season has also shown where the water leaks are more prominent. There has been water damage to some furniture, even though they cover all of the kitchen in large tarps at the end of every Sunday. Measures are taken to provide an extra layer of protection from the elements for the piano, sound equipment, and kitchen during the week. During the last part of 2019, the Boyles began to look in earnest for a place to buy. The idea of owning a property in Mexico City always seemed beyond their resources, but in faith they decided to see what was available— They believe the Lord has led them to this property, which is located just about a third of a mile from where they used to meet and about a mile from where they are currently meeting. And that's very important, because this is the area of the city where the Lord has called the church to be, and it's important to continue with a presence that has been established in the community. This property is not on the main street, which is helpful because of the noise level, and because sometimes the main streets get shut down for parades, causing problems on Sundays. But it is only a three-minute walk away from the main street, which is perfect for people coming on public transport and still in a very visible place in the community. The property consists of two parts. Half of the land is empty and not built up at all, and the other half has two houses, one that could be used for a man's and the other a space for offices, midweek meeting rooms, and Sunday school rooms while they build on the empty lot. After a church building is constructed, the second house would serve to house pastors and their families that come for presbytery meetings and for mission teams. The opportunities this property gives are endless. The desire is to build a church building that can also be used for presbytery meetings, conferences, and a seminary, with a parking lot beside it, something that is much needed in one of the largest cities in the world. This property would not only meet the local congregation's growing needs, but also serve to help other churches, to be a hub and a help to their sister churches, and to be able to meet the needs of a free Presbyterian denomination in Mexico in the near future. The property is over 2,000 square meters which is over 20,000 square feet or about a half an acre. It's hard to find property that size to build on in Mexico City, and especially in the part of the city where the church is located. The Boyles believe the Lord has led them there and that this is the property he has for them. So please pray that the Lord will provide, not only in regards to their need for a property, but for their local church and all the doors the Lord has opened there. Thank you for praying for them and for being a part of the work in Mexico. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Psalm 118, verse 23.
0: going to sing a couple of verses of a hymn but uh, it is so encouraging tonight to be able to view the video and to see how the Lord has blessed the work in Mexico City and you think that they commenced there with just 13 people and how the Lord has given the increase and they're now looking for the new premises in which to meet and so we're encouraged having heard our brother last night and then seeing the work on the video this evening. So we want you to pray much that the Lord will meet their need and we will see further blessing and further growth in the days ahead.